With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money show. It is Thursday, September 28th, and we are here trying to help you make much better, much clearer financial decisions. Now, how do we do that? We don't just make it up. We make you do some work. Your work is as follows. All you need to do is go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and miraculously, we get your note. If you want to join us on the air live, Mark arranges for that. I don't do anything, basically. Mark does it all. And I am very, very appreciative of that fact. So, jillonmoney.com, I'm sure you've bookmarked it by now. And uh, by the way, I, I am always very grateful when you spread the word about this website, about this website, about the website and about the show. So if you wouldn't mind, um, make sure that you tell a couple of people, hey, this is a neat podcast. I love listening to it. You know, word of mouth is how we think we built this podcast. And if you could help us in our effort, we would really appreciate it. So jillonmoney.com, that's us. And you should help us out because you love the program and we love you. There. Okay. I said it. Uh, let's do some emails because, you know, we like to make sure that shy people get their questions answered as well. All right. First up, we have Daniel, who writes the following. Hi, Jill and Mark. I love your show. Thanks for the good advice. I have a question about 529 accounts and I haven't heard it asked yet. Here it is. Is it bad to have more money than needed in a 529 account? If my spouse and I put more money in the account than our child ends up needing to pay for school, is it possible to transfer ownership of the account to my children so they can use it for their kids later on? By the way, that would be awesome. That you can't do. Uh, and he makes the case it would be so cool because whatever money's left over after college expenses could grow for 20 plus years until their kids, if they have them go to college and so on down the line. Does it work like that? Can 529 money grow and transfer indefinitely without taxation as long as it's used for college when it's withdrawn? You could imagine, Daniel, why the IRS would not want that to happen for exactly what you said. It, it escapes taxation. But here's what you can do that's totally cool. If you fund a 529 account 
more than your kids need, you can put up to $35,000 into the beneficiary's name via a Roth IRA. Now, the thing is, you can't do it all at once. So if you have, let's say you have 30000 or 35000 left, whatever the Roth contribution limit is at that time in the future is the maximum contribution you can make every year. So this year it's 6500 And you can do that every year to a maximum of 35000 So that's pretty darn good. And that's about as far as it can go. Otherwise, you got to take the money out, you got to pay the penalty, and that's the end of the account. You know, maybe if they're really interested in education, like they could use this account for themselves. You know, Mark, I'm wondering, even when we talk to people about um, when they go back to school, we just had a conversation with somebody about that. I guess you could use old 529 plan money that was in your name and you were the beneficiary. You could use it for yourself in the future if you go back and do another program. So there's no move that would force you to pull the money out of the 529 account based on time that the account has been open. Maybe you don't think you're going to go back to school, but a lot of people do go back to school. So check it out. Okay. By the way, love this. This is from Chad. You ready for the message, Mark? Hello, dream team. (laughs) I love that. I've been an avid listener since before the pandemic. Following up on Jill's advice on portability of employer-provided life insurance, I have the following question for you. My wife level upped and got a better job. Awesome. Being that I have a chronic condition, the premiums for term life are high. The life insurance company, MetLife, offered the portability option. I was surprised when we got the first statement that the policy is labeled Group Universal Life. The premiums are low like term insurance. Can you share with me in the audience if this is a good long-term option for life insurance coverage? If not, what option do I have? Thank you both for all of the amazing content. Okay, so if this is group universal life, then um, the good news is that, um, and you don't need, by the way, and, and this is something that you can have as insurance for you as with this chronic condition, um, I think that this would be a great insurance policy for you to keep as long as you need life insurance. And so if the premiums are low, then I think this would be really great I will be a little bit of a stickler just to find out, you know, make sure that you understand the cost of the policy and um, maybe even talk to somebody there and say, you know, how long um, does it stay in force based at this level? But if it's cheap and you can get coverage, all the better. I think it's great. Normally, universal life is expensive, but as part of a group policy, this is one of the greatest things you can do. All right. Oh, listen to this. Holly, you're making me crazy. Subject is really great. Great money reset. Thank you. A few days ago, Holly writes, I impulse borrowed the great money reset from my local library. Dude, you're supposed to buy it. All right. I'm only kidding. I just wanted to say thank you. This book had immediate impact. The day after I read the IRS is your friend chapter, I reset my 401k contribution so that 100% goes to Roth. Until now, only a tiny portion of my contributions were after tax, and I have been maxing out my contributions for roughly 20 years. I had not understood the future tax impact of required minimum withdrawals, erroneously thinking I would be in a lower tax bracket in retirement, and now I get it. <gasps> Let's make Holly a, um, a listener now that she's borrowed the book, you know? How about that? 
hey, go to the library, get a book, you get an idea, and we save a few shekels. Okay. This is from Tico, who says, I have a 401k plan with my employer with 8%. Um, I think probably uh, meaning that they are putting in 8%. I'm leaving. I'm going to another employer with 4%. Should I close the old account and put in the new, leave it sitting? What's the best solution? You know what? I always like consolidation. So if the new 401k plan is a good plan, then what I would do is move it in there. And if you're talking about percentages, what you're putting in or what they're matching, they're not going to match if you're leaving anyway. So I would consolidate it if possible. Last but not least, this is Joy, who says, I love your show, and I hope you can help me out with a big life change. Oh, I'm excited already. After receiving a job opportunity for $265,000 a year, my family and I, I'm 41, my husband's 45, we have a five-year-old daughter, we are relocating from Chicago to Nashville. That's a big change. That's a huge change. An equivalent home in a good school district in Nashville is $1.2 million. They paid over a half a million for their house in Chicago four years ago. It's now worth about $800,000. Oh my God, they have no mortgage. All right, here we go. To make up the $400,000 difference after selling it, we need to take out a mortgage. Not fun at these horrible interest rates. However, we've got about $210,000 in a non-retirement brokerage account. We're thinking of selling the stocks majority in a total stock market index fund, paying the capital gains and putting it towards the house. So the mortgage would be 200,000. We've got 340,000 in retirement accounts, 75 grand in an emergency reserve and no other assets besides the house. Do you think it is a good idea to reduce our debt because interest rates are so high? And is there a tax advantage to splitting the sale of the stock between 23 and 24? Okay, let me deal with the last part. There is an advantage because um, you could delay paying your capital gains. Um, And it also may be that if you got a big, huge increase and your taxable income is lower this year, that you would want to put some of the money in at the 15% rate, and then maybe it would be 18.8% if it's next year. However, I'm going to ask Mark about this because he has opinions. Mark, They're young. They're in their 40s. Maybe it sounds like somebody you know. What is your feeling about having a smaller mortgage considering that mortgage rates remain above 7% right now? I get it. I mean, I get what she's saying, what they're thinking. Uh, I may find myself in a similar situation soon. It stinks to take out a mortgage given the current interest rate environment. Uh, but it's not going to be there for 30 years. So there's going to be a chance to refinance. So it's like, how much do you want? How, how much comfort does having that money in that brokerage account give them versus, you know, depleting it for some immediate relief? Right. I mean, I was wondering if maybe that, you know, maybe you just have like a $300,000 mortgage. Maybe that'll just take a little bite out of this because they're not used to paying mortgage, right? They have all this equity. You can tell they don't like having a mortgage. They don't like debt. So, you know, it's really a, a question of like your comfort level. I think also, by the way, because you're because you're getting a big job opportunity in a new place, I'm hopeful that your cash flow is improving as well. So, you know, I would love to know a little bit more. If you're just so freaked out about having a mortgage, fine. But remember, having liquidity, that non-retirement brokerage account, that can give you a lot of comfort as well. 
I don't think I would deplete it. I wouldn't deplete it either. I, that's why I'm saying I, I if instead of four hundred thousand, like how about making it three hundred thousand? Take half of it. If you're in a lower tax bracket in 2023, and selling a um, hundred thousand dollars in gains allows you to claim it as a fifteen percent long-term capital gains rate then uh, I would do it this year and get it done because who knows next year how much money you're going to make and what's going to happen. So that would be my two cents. Good luck. Thank you so much for writing. If you've got a question about mortgages, about buying a home, about downsizing and upsizing and all things real estate related, just hop onto our website, jillunmoney.com. Click the contact us button and let us know if you would like to join us on the air. Don't forget that you can sign up for the free weekly newsletter and you can also pay 35 bucks to subscribe to our service, Jill on Money Live. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars and lots of cool bonus content. Check it all out. It's there. Don't forget to leave us a rating and review and tell us tell us what we can do better. Tell us uh, what we're doing all right. You know, all that kind of stuff. Don't forget to put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.